The following message was recorded at Shades Valley Community Church in Homewood, Alabama. For more information and resources from Shades Valley, please visit us at shadesvalley.org. So I wonder if you ever feel a little bit like the cat in the book that we just read moments ago. Uh, The cat was in the background of every page, kind of easy to overlook, unseen unless someone is specifically looking for him. I wonder if you ever feel that way. In the background, easy to overlook, unseen, unless someone is specifically looking for you. I think, I think that we all have times when we feel that way. And that's one of the reasons that I love the Christmas story found in Luke chapter 2. Because this story has a way of taking characters who would normally barely be seen in the background and thrusting them to center stage. Just, just take Joseph, for instance. Joseph was a day laborer from a nowhere little bitty town like Backwoods, Nazareth. In other words, Joseph was a nobody, a man of no consequence until, until his family line means that he will become father to the king of kings. And so as a result, Joseph emerges from the page as a lead character right here in our story, bravely making this journey with his pregnant bride, Mary, seeking out a safe place for them to stay, not giving up no matter what. Joseph is brought to center stage. And that's because Advent is for all. Advent, the word just means coming. Advent is for all. Christ's coming is for all. That's the truth that we have been circling all throughout this season. And is that not the truth that we see through Joseph right here as he gets the limelight? Christ's coming, Advent is for all, even nobodies from nowhere towns like Nazareth. Christ comes for all, even nobodies like Joseph, because Advent is for all. This truth comes into even sharper relief in the next scene. And Jesus' birth is announced to a group of people, a group of people that all of Bethlehem would think of as just background characters, shepherds. Shepherds who, who literally were in Bethlehem's background. They were on the hills outside of the city. You paint Bethlehem, the shepherds are in the background. These, these people worked an occupation where they were considered outcast by the rest of society, but a host of angels appear and shine the center stage light on our shepherds. They're the first to hear the news. Unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And they make haste, they go, they see the newborn king again, helping us to see Advent is for all. Christ comes for all, even outcasts, like the shepherds. The nobodies, the outcasts, Christ has come even for them. The Gospel of Matthew tells us he's specifically done it in order to die, save them from their sin. That's why he's named Jesus, Yeshua. It means Yahweh saves, God saves, and Jesus has come to save his people from their sin, to die the death that their sin deserved. And through faith in him, our sin with its deserved death is nailed to his cross. And he makes us right with God so that we get him as our greatest joy and treasure now through the rest of eternity. Christ has come to accomplish 
all of that for all. All who trust in him. Advent is for all, including you. It's for all, including you. And just in case, even though we've seen Advent's for all, even the nobodies, even the outcasts, through all these truths, if you still don't believe that Advent is for all, including you, I want you to see that truth one more time through one more character in Luke chapter 2. One more character who was also a nobody. One more character who was also an outcast. One more character who also, I believe, goes unseen. I'm talking about Mary. Mary was a nobody, even more than Joseph. Because, I mean, like him, she was also from nowhere, Nazareth. But unlike him, she was a she. And in the ancient Near East, it was very rare for women to get any recognition or notoriety at all. Mary was a nobody in her culture. And she was an outcast, even more than the shepherds. I mean, once it came to light that she was pregnant outside of wedlock, she would have been shunned by her community more than they would have ever shunned a shepherd. Mary was an outcast. And in this story, she often goes unseen. When we walk through this story, we, we talk about Joseph. We talk about the shepherds. We even talk about the non-existent innkeeper. He's not here, there is no innkeeper. But we don't say much about Mary, other than the obvious. She was pregnant. She gave birth. That's about all we say. But that is so ironic because in the actual text of this story, we get more detail about what's going on inside of Mary's heart than we do about anybody else's. What? We get all of that probably in the most neglected verse in this story. And it comes right at the climax of the story. I'm talking about verse 19. Right as Christmas comes to a crescendo, Mary is shoved to center stage. And we read this, Luke 2 and verse 19. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. But Mary. This verse is a contrast. It's in contrast to what you read in the verse before it. If you read verse 18, you read about the shepherds going and telling everybody about what they've seen. And we read that everyone who hears about it wonders. They wondered at the things that were told them by the shepherds. This wonder, this amazement, this marveling in context, the Greek indicates it's a passing wonder, a passing interest. It's, it's the way you might wonder at a tweet or a reel or a TikTok it's like, oh, look, this is interesting. Show it to people and then you're on to the next thing. It's a passing interest. But Mary doesn't wonder. Mary treasures. She ponders. In other words, she takes all of this in and doesn't let any of it go. Like, from the moment Gabriel first appeared to her, to him visiting Joseph in a dream, to angels appearing to shepherds, to her laying her son and king in a manger. She takes it all in, pondering, what, what does all of this mean? And I believe, I believe that more than anyone on that night, I think that she sees what all of this means. And I think she sees that it means Jesus has come for me. 
Advent is for all, even me, even Mary. Because she may be a nobody, but so is her king. He is a nobody in a manger who comes for all of the nobodies. She may be an outcast, but so is her king. He's an outcast born out of wedlock coming for all of the outcasts. She may be unseen, but so is the birth of her king, unseen by the majority of the world. Because he's coming for the unseen. The unseen like Mary. I think she ponders what all of this means and sees Advent is for all. Christ has come to take center stage, ultimately. Not Joseph, not the shepherds, not Mary. Ultimately, Christ has come for him to take center stage for the joy of all, all the nobodies, all the outcasts, all of the unseen. That is what she sees, and that is why she treasures. And the question for each of us is, do we? Do we see? Do we ponder what this means? Do we treasure it? Shades, do you feel like a nobody? An outcast. Do you you feel unseen? I pray. I pray that through Mary, that through her, you will see Christ came precisely for you. Because you're not a nobody to him. And he has come that you would no longer be an outcast, but drawn in to him. He has come precisely because you are seen, seen by him. Shades, ponder what this means. Advent is for all. And don't just ponder, treasure. Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. Father, I pray that you give us eyes to see the great goodness of your gospel. That Christ came for all, and that includes every last one of us. And that even in the way you sent him, you communicated he came for every last one of us. Nobody's outcast and unseen alike. Open our eyes to see that, and may it sink deep into our hearts to where we treasure your son, Jesus Christ, more than anything, more than everything, for the rest of forever. We pray these things in his name. Amen.